0: Welcome back to the MarTech
2: Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Searchmetrics. Searchmetrics sets the standard for innovation in the content and search engine optimization industry. They support businesses who care about understanding both how to use content as a marketing channel and how to improve organic rankings in Google. If you're an enterprise-level marketer, the Search Metrics suite of software and services will help you optimize your existing content, help you understand what topics you need to cover next, and how to ensure that your writers produce effective posts. There are billions of Google searches happening every day, and Search Metrics gets your stories to the top. Okay, today we're going to talk about creating awareness for B2B businesses. Joining us is Logan Lyles, who is the Director of Partnerships at Sweetfish Media, an enterprise podcasting production agency. Logan is also the co-host of the B2B Growth Podcast. And in this episode, Logan is going to talk to us about why B2B businesses are increasingly dependent on multimedia content production. Here is the first part of our interview with Logan Lyles from Sweetfish Media. Logan, welcome to the Martech Podcast.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me, Ben. It's a pleasure to be on with you.
2: It's great to have you here. And my understanding is this is the first time you've actually been a guest on a podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, I am one of the co-hosts on B2B Growth. I have been doing that for about the last month and a half, but this is the first time I've been honored to be a guest on someone else's show. So thank you so much for the honor, Ben.
2: Absolutely. Well, we've talked over the last couple of months and I've been following the B2B Growth podcast closely. You produce a daily show, which I have no idea how you get anything else done when you're producing five episodes a week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've systematized it pretty well, divided up. All of the tasks that it takes to keep a show running from doing the interviews to recording and editing the audio to the graphics and the posting and publishing. So we've got a pretty good team and we've learned some lessons in having our own show in the last two and a half years that help us in keeping the system running for our client shows that we produce as well, for sure.
2: My primary strategy was I just pulled a cot into my recording studio and I say hi to my wife once a day or two. (laughs) Kidding aside, can you give us a little background on your career and what led you into Sweetfish Media?
1: So my career is kind of a squiggly line, Ben. I graduated college in 2008 with a journalism degree. I had an emphasis in photojournalism, learned a good bit about photography and video right as video was becoming hot in the journalism world probably got into B2B tech sales for the next 10 years. So kind of a abrupt segue there. And in that time, as things have changed in B2B sales and marketing over the last 10 years, I started to realize where my skills as a journalist and in content creation could actually help me in my B2B sales career. And so it was actually through some of the content that I was finding on LinkedIn and other places that initially connected me with James, who's the founder of Sweetfish and got me connected with the team and inevitably built the relationship that led to my current role on the Sweetfish team.
2: Okay. So it sounds like you were the guy with a photo or a video camera in your hand. And then when you got out of college, decided that you needed to feed yourself. So you went into sales and that led you into B2B. And <laughs> yep. now you're connecting the dots in terms of multimedia content creation. And you've worked your way into the podcasting niche. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about what Sweetfish Media does so everybody who's listening understands why you're an expert in multimedia content production for B2B businesses.
1: Sweetfish Media is an agency that has really niched ourselves down into the area of producing podcasts for B2B brands, Ben. And in our opinion, there are really two key value propositions with having a podcast for your brand. The first is what a lot of people naturally think of, and that's what we call the content waterfall that's created out of the audio content that you can produce. A lot of conversations you're probably having, whether you're in sales or marketing or customer success at your given organization, you're having a lot of conversations with other people in your space, people within your organization, customers, prospects, hitting record and Having those conversations in the context of a podcast gives you the opportunity to share that content more readily, to take that conversational content, which is usually really good stuff that other people should be hearing and be able to distribute it. And then what's more, it can be repurposed into other formats, which I know is part of our conversation today. The other part that we help businesses think about and B2B brands focus on in having their own podcast is the doors that it can open when you have your own podcast to build strategic relationships with prospective clients, with industry thought leaders, with strategic referral partners. It's a lot easier to open doors and have conversations with those people that you want to be talking to most by inviting them to be a guest on your podcast. You get a chance to give them some value early in the relationship, to deepen that relationship with some content collaboration that you're working on together. We're big fans of that piece of it as well. I don't think a lot of people necessarily think that when they think podcasting. But it really is kind of a double-edged sword. As you're doing the one-to-many, you're also getting that one-to-one relationship building as you're producing this multimedia content.
2: Okay, so it sounds like you're an expert in content production. You started off in photography, video production. Now you're getting into audio. And you mentioned the content waterfall. Can you tell me what
1: you mean by that? So, for instance, we have a team of 19 content writers that focus on repurposing the audio from the podcast episodes that we produce, for instance, on our own show, B2B Growth, or for the clients whose show we produce. And we found that that audio content can be repurposed into LinkedIn status updates, into blog posts, into infographics, into a lot of different formats where you can reach people with that content in a lot of different different ways. I think a part of the reason that people are listening to podcasts and podcast listenership is growing is that it's a medium that can be consumed passively. If you're driving on your commute or you're walking the dog or even doing the dishes or at the gym, then you can listen to a podcast, but you can't necessarily watch a video or read a blog post. At the same time, you want to also be able to reach people in other ways with that content from your podcast so that your podcast isn't an echo chamber. So in all of the shows that we produce, LinkedIn is a big strategy repurposing those audio episodes into long form blog posts are a great way to get that content into other eyeballs. But then it's also a way to promote the podcast and get people back in and subscribe to your show by linking back to your show in iTunes from that blog post that was repurposed from the audio episode in the first place.
2: Essentially, there's a loop of content creation that you can repurpose to drive people either back to your content or to whatever your sales mechanism is. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about the type of customers you're working. I know that they're B2B focused. And tell me also, what are some of the common themes that they're trying to accomplish?
1: We've focused a lot on B2B tech companies. We've been fortunate enough to work with some of the fastest growing B2B brands in the MarTech space like Drift and Terminus. So in that area, those sort of tech companies are really trying to develop thought leadership and build their brand identity. For instance, in the MarTech space, you know, this is the MarTech podcast, so it's a topic probably hot for your audience. It's become a very crowded space. I saw a post from the guys at Gong yesterday showing just from 2011 to 2018, how many vendors just in the MarTech space there are. I mean, the graphic was overwhelming as I just looked at it. And a lot of our customers are looking at a podcast and this content creation engine that it starts as a way to build their brand, to build connections with their audience, rather than competing on price and features and benefits. It gives them a way to stay top of mind with their audience. And it also gives them a way to allow their audience and their prospective customers to get a peek behind the curtain and humanize their brand a little bit. The folks at Drift have been doing this for a while with their podcast Seeking Wisdom. And oftentimes people feel like they know Dave Gearhart, the VP of Marketing at Drift, because they hear him personally share and talk about things and share personal stories in addition to talking about content that's relevant for that audience. So I think there are a lot of ways that people can use the podcast, but building a brand and showing thought leadership in your space are definitely some of the top ones that our customers have in mind.
2: So moving away from talking specifically about podcasting, do you feel like the content waterfall that you mentioned, repurposing your content in multiple different ways is something that can happen in different formats? Like, can you do that with video? Can you do it with your blog posts?
1: I definitely think that you can. I mean, there's a post that I go back to from Gary Vee consistently where he talks about content on content on content and how content can breed more content. I think some people don't necessarily think strategically about repurposing the content and then putting it in those different formats. I got a lot of feedback from a LinkedIn post I did recently about LinkedIn selfie videos. You know, I felt like there are a lot of folks that were sharing content, maybe valuable, maybe not in what I call a LinkedIn selfie video. And even if there was good content, if it wasn't suited and optimized for the video format, then the message was oftentimes getting missed. at least it was in my feed, for instance, not putting captions on your video and LinkedIn for people like me. And I think a lot of people out there based on the responses I got from the post, just kind of scroll right past that because it's not as easy to consume. So I think that it can definitely happen in a lot of different ways. The key is thinking about not just copying and pasting from LinkedIn to Twitter or to Instagram, but thinking about, okay, this is going to be good for Instagram, but how do I make this content? Into something that actually fits this platform. Instagram is very, very visual. So creating something that makes sense for that platform. LinkedIn, for one reason or another, the algorithm gives further reach to written content. So oftentimes we and I personally don't do videos or images in my posts in LinkedIn to help it get broader reach. So I think one of the big things to think about is optimizing the content that you repurpose for the platform that you're repurposing it for. And where that starts can be a lot of different ways. We just happen to really like podcasts because it's very easy to get started. I didn't fix my hair perfectly for this interview, knowing that we weren't going to be on video and it's very easy for people to feel a little bit more comfortable behind a mic than necessarily in front of the camera lens. So we think that it lends itself to getting started a little bit faster, but I think the content waterfall and the content on content holds true, whether you've got a podcast or whether you're looking at the portion of your content creation that you have a good start with.
2: For everyone that's listening, I want you to know that for each podcast, I do prepare for video and I have a full can of Aquanet and a tuxedo on.
1: (laughs) Perfect.
2: Kidding aside... Talk to me a little bit about the difference between promoting a personal brand and a corporation because I see a lot of brands like you mentioned trying to promote the people that work for the company to humanize them. What's the line between promoting yourself and promoting a company?
1: I think at least LinkedIn is a platform that we're very, very active on and I have been personally for some time. And one thing I've noticed there is that company pages just tend not to get a lot of engagement. We talk with folks pretty regularly that are looking to start a new podcast and they say, well, LinkedIn is a good platform for us. We've recognized it as a good avenue for us to head down, but we're not seeing that much in the way of results. And then we start digging in and asking about how many of their people are posting, creating content, sharing, engaging personally. And it's not a lot. It's their company page stuff, which gets some engagement from their employees and maybe a few customers. But I think when your employees, whether they're salespeople, marketing folks or customer success or whatever the case might be, you hit the nail on the head when you said when people within the company are putting content out there and putting themselves out there, it humanizes the brand so much more. I think of some of these brands that I talked about and the first thing that comes to mind are faces and names of people that I know on the team that I see regularly on LinkedIn. And I think that's a big part of why LinkedIn has grown so much is that there is always a face to the profile that you're connecting with, unless you're just ghost person and I tend not to connect with those folks on LinkedIn anyway. But we saw Twitter kind of ebb and flow and people not knowing, am I talking to a bot or not? So I think that's part of the reason LinkedIn has grown so much in that people's personal brand, there's a great way for them to be able to build on that and connect with people through their personal brand on LinkedIn. I think that that as a whole contributes to the company's brand. As far as a line there, I don't know if there's necessarily a line, but I know that if you have a B2B company and you have a policy of Everything has to go through the checklist before you can post anything on Twitter or you have to have the line in your bio that says opinions expressed are my own. That really doesn't hold up because if people see your name, they know you're with this company, they're going to associate that with the brand. So I think you just have to think a little bit differently about how the collective personal brands, the people on your team contribute to the overall brand of the company.
2: There's an interesting trend that you're mentioning, which is the effect that HR has on marketing. If you're hiring great people, and if you're hiring people that have high visibility, they actually contribute to the marketing of your product. And I think that's more specific to B2B brands. You mentioned that LinkedIn is a channel that people are using to promote what they're working on. Are there any other channels that you think is having that effect?
1: We have started to see video as a really effective tool in promoting your brand. Like I said before, I think that the issue there is doing things and putting out content that lend themselves to that platform. The LinkedIn selfie videos that don't add a lot of value and don't engage people and don't hold people's interest where it's, you know, maybe a four minute long rant. What we've seen some success with is producing short, concise, funny videos that engage people and make them laugh and engage them on an emotional level. So I think that video is a platform that can be used really, really well for a lot of B2B brands if it's done correctly and if it's done with a lot of thought behind it. And the two areas we think that video can be used really well is in ways where it can be used to trigger an emotional response and especially laughter. If you can make someone laugh, you're connecting with them on an emotional level and you're opening up that door. So I think that that's an area that a lot of B2B brands could be using more often. I think
2: that's incredibly thoughtful. And I do think that the fidelity of video does evoke more of an emotional response. And if you get it right, it's very powerful. And if you get it wrong, you look like a guy that's recording B2B businesses in a sweatshirt in your living room, (laughs) which sort of misses the target that you're going for. So let's dive into the weeds more on what channels people are using for B2B brands and some of the tactics in our next episode. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Logan for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Logan's going to give us some tips on how to improve the shareability viral of your b2b content if you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about logan or sweetfish media you can click the link to his bio in our show notes or go to sweetfishmedia.com a special thanks to Searchmetrics metrics for sponsoring this podcast if you're looking to grow your online presence go to searchmetrics.com to request your free tour of their platform If you didn't have time to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry. We've published an overview and the transcript of our conversation with Logan on our website, which is martechpod.com. Or if you wanna jump right to this episode's page, just click the link in our show notes. If you're a subscriber to the Martech podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. If you have questions, comments, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can click the contact us link or the link to our social media pages, which are, again, in our show notes. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our interview with Logan Lyles from Sweetfish Media, we've got some great episodes lined up in the next few weeks, including conversations about Instagram, public relations, and media buying. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.